Hey, Chris. Hey, Dan. Look at us. Look at us two. <laughs> You're saying look at us, and I'm just picturing that Paul Rudd clip from that, like, hot wing thing he did. Who? <laughs> what do they say? Like, who thought we'd be here? Not me. Yeah, not me. <laughs> look at us. Look at look us. At us. Uh, just a table for two today. Uh-huh. Our friend Daniel Dudley not able to make it to the table today after he talks a lot of trash about you not making it to the table. But here we are, uh, old school Chris and Dan vibes coming to you for a new episode of the Brunch Breakdown. Uh, yeah, I'm ready. Didy claims he's working. I don't. I don't. You know. Yeah. Can we ever? Ver- is there ever a way to verify that? There's really not with him because like he does a lot of work for I feel like companies that like you'll find out about it like. <laughs> weeks or months down the road. So there's right. no like concrete proof that he's actually working today. We just have to take him at his word. Yeah, I suppose. Um, so, so we'll do that and we'll hope he returns next week. Uh, he's the, he's the genius behind our cold opens and we're not. So <laughs> Chris today, the, the question of the day I asked for you for the cold open is more of a, would you rather, or which would you rather? Oh, spicy. Okay, we're talking clothing here. Oh, spicy. Okay. Would you rather have a shirt that a shirt that's two sizes too big or one size too small and you would be wearing this in public? <laughs> so, that's two sizes too big uh-huh. or one size too small. <laughs> Understanding we're in an era an era right now where clothes are a little tighter than they have been in the past, you know, 20, 30 years. So huh. having this conversation 20 years ago is, is, is far different than it is right now, because that's why they only went down one size too small, probably realizing that it's going to be a little snug. So <laughs> what do you, what do you do? If you've got no choice, you're going in public, you got to grab a shirt. Yeah. It's interesting that it's a shirt, right? Cause your answer yes. might be different with pants than, than shirts. Exactly. This is uh, I feel like, yeah, I would have, man, how old are we? Like 35. <laughs> if you would have gone back 15 years ago, I would have had an answer. And then if you would have gone back like seven or eight years ago, I would have had a different answer. And now I feel like my answer today is a little bit closer to like 15 years ago version of Chris. Seven or eight years ago, I would have said a size too small because like I wanted people to think that I had muscles, right? Sure. Yeah. Makes sense. I was all about that, Makes like the, the tight, the tight fit on the sleeve around the bicep. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that we ventured into that work from home life, I'm all about comfort, Dan. <laughs> and I would choose a shirt that's two sizes too big simply because of the comfort. Because man, when you got that, that constriction I, and like, depending on the length of the shirt, you might be a little True. bit of bare midriff happening True. unintentionally. I don't, I don't like anything. I don't like any of that. I don't care uh, if people see my muscles or not anymore. I just want to be comfortable. And so I'm going two sizes too big. How about you? Unintentional midriff is one of my favorite things on the planet, but when you describe it the way you just did, you're right. <laughs> it's just the name of our next band is really all it is. I love it. I love midriff. it. Let's go. <laughs> um. Yeah, it, 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 there is a weird 
shift in only even a couple of years. I said 20 and 30 years, but you're right, even just a couple of years uh, ago. And I can look at this in two ways where one size too small, that's going to be pretty tight. I already wear my clothes pretty tight. So you go one size down, it's going to be pretty noticeable (laughs) in probably not the greatest way. Like, yikes, that guy's wearing like an undershirt and it's just skin tight. What, what are you doing? Um, and as much as I hate it, the trend in fashion nowadays with Gen whatever, <laughs> whatever letter we're on. That's right. Yeah. Z, Z, I guess. They're getting back into baggy clothes. Yeah. And I, I hate it. I, it's a bad look. We're not we're not ready to go full cycle back from nineties yet. Not enough time has passed. Ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't look good on men or women, the bagginess of clothes, but I think I choose that just because then it wouldn't be as noticeable. It wouldn't be as awkward yeah. being super tight. It'd be like, Oh, that guy is just a, you know, if it could be a trendy shirt and it's two sizes too big, then I'm just rocking with the kids wear. You know, and what? that's it. That's a great point because Like, I feel like there is not a lot of people are on this look, but there is a look of like slim fit jeans with like a baggier t-shirt, like nice-ish looking shirt, you know, with like a, like the scoop neck thing or whatever. Yes. I feel like that's kind of a thing so that you could like maybe squeeze your way into that look. Absolutely. I, I used to shop at PacSun a lot. Shout out to PacSun. But they have. I I feel like I've I've lost touch with what they do, and I'll still go into that store every now and again. And it wasn't that long ago. I pulled something up, and I'm like, "This is not a medium. This is like a woman's dress. This is huge. What on earth are they doing?" I'm like, I shouldn't be buying extra smalls of shirts just because to keep up with the times and the trends, because that's what they (laughs) want to size it as now. But yeah, that's. I guess I'd fit in. A little bit more normally that way. So I'm not, I'm not a fan of going big and baggy, but I guess in this instance, if I'm having to pick, we're talking shirts, comfort, comfort's a good point too. I like comfort. You can't, you can't argue with comfort. Yeah. Yeah. Comfort is important. I think you're right. You make a really good point too, about how, like when trends circle back around, because I remember when we were in like, like late middle school, early high school, was when my parents were commenting on how like my sister's jeans kind of resembled like the jeans they wore when they were younger, you know? And so we're not at like, my kid is one. We're like 10 years ahead of where we should be on that cycling back to, okay, now my kids are wearing clothes that are kind of like what I wore in high school. Like we're, we're, we, we got there too quickly. Yes. There, there, there wasn't enough time that had passed, and I don't understand why we're speeding up the cycle because we're just going to run out. The cycle is going to get quicker and quicker, yeah. and it's just not going to make any sense. It really isn't. I think there's better trends in fashion. Kanye's wearing a mask over his face and just like monochrome things. Like no one's going in that direction. He's trying to start it, and nobody else is. They're just like, no, baggy clothes, 90s. He's like, no, that's not what we're doing. So. <laughs> Well, welcome to the brush breakdown. Yeah, we did. It was a pretty good cold open. We did it. Welcome. Uh, nice welcome one. Welcome all. Thanks for joining us. 
Uh, once again, as always, we've got uh, a myriad of wonderful topics on the menu here today. Naturally, we'll have some uh, things to get off our chests here momentarily. We'll dive into Bruise Day. We've got uh, some topics that you found for us, Chris. Very interesting one. There's kind of a, a group bar tab graphic that we'll share with everybody where there's eight tabs and it's asking which tab belongs to your group Mm -hmm. for a day out night out whatever it is and it's going to be it's far more difficult than i thought it was going to be so (laughs) (laughs) we'll be interesting to get our thoughts on what we think the group would choose would reflect us uh the most another interesting topic that you found on twitter was uh was it was a single guy moving into his apartment and he's got his setup and he was asking for some, you know, judgment on his setup. He's got basically a desk chair and a TV on the floor. And it just got us thinking, boy, what would our homes and apartments look like without our wives and fiancés in the mm-hmm. picture? If mm-hmm. We were doing that nowadays. How different would they look? So that'll be certainly an interesting discussion as well. And of course, the long-awaited return of brunch court. It's been a couple oh, yeah. of weeks since we had brunch court, and we have a doozy, doozy. Here, for you, here for you today. Some very interesting things on brunch court, so stick around for that. And, of course, what we're listening to, all the good stuff. But as Didi would say, but first, throw it to me, tell you where you can listen to the brunch breakdown. And, ladies and gentlemen, honestly, anywhere podcasts are available. That's what it's come down to. Mm-hmm. Anywhere podcasts are available. We're new to Amazon and Audible if you haven't checked us out there yet. But anywhere that you listen to your podcast is your podcast home. You can find The Brunch Breakdown. Simply follow or subscribe so those new episodes come to you each and every Thursday right to your device on the go. Listen in the car. Listen wherever you like to. They are ready for you first thing in the morning, Thursday morning. Full video episodes are also available on our YouTube and our Facebook pages. Those premiere at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, also every Thursday and available on demand on both of those channels. Whenever you want to watch, we talked about some good visuals that we have here today. You're going to want to definitely check some of those out uh, if you can. Also on social media, we are everywhere. Why not? We are everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Triller, TikTok. We've got lots of content on all those platforms throughout the week. Great clips that we put together for you uh, in case you're catching up on on an episode. Simply search at Brunch Breakdown. Find us on all those. We, you follow us. We follow you back. Last but certainly not least, the Sounds of Brunch playlist available every Friday exclusively on Spotify. We give you what we're listening to each week, and we update that Sounds of Brunch playlist. It just updates each and every week. So follow that so you'll have that whenever you want to check that out over the course of the week as well. Whew. I did it. Made it nice work. It. Made it and, it. and you worked in the word myriad. I had, yeah, that was the extra challenge. The challenge card today was throw in a throw in myriad and tremendous found a way to do it. Tremendous. So thank, you. thank you for acknowledging that. <laughs> um, let's start it off how we've been starting it off lately with uh, getting things off our chefs before we crack into some brews, Chris. So yeah. I'm going to throw it to you. Get something off your chest this week, man. Yeah, let's do it. This may be, this will either be really quick or lengthy, depending on your level of frustration regarding this topic. Yes. How do you feel, Dan? And this is actually legitimately impacting you today. How do you feel when like, this may be broad, when technology changes, like when Instagram 
updates the feed or when Facebook updates the feed or when our captioning software <laughs> updates <laughs> its uh, look and form and function or like when your email changes and you have to like, how do you feel when that happens? There's an initial thought of frustration, like, oh, I was so comfortable with how things were working and looked. Um, I just actually, I'd been like pushing off the I, latest iPhone update and I finally got it. Now my notifications look all goofy. <laughs> and I'm like, what, what do we, why, why do we have to get so aggressive with these changes? But then I realize as time goes on, I don't realize it in the moment, that's for certain. But as time goes on, it's far more beneficial with those updates. <laughs> and I enjoy them. I'm already enjoying this iPhone update. We're less than a week into it. And I first was like, this sucks. Uh, but you're right. The look, the feel of things. Now, there are some that I hate and will hate forever. Shout out to you, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, yeah. Meta. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for the most part, yeah, there's just this like feeling of an old person of like, no, bad, bad. Keep things the way they were. Don't screw this up. And then you realize over time, ah, you know what? Some of these things are are good. And I yeah. can understand why. So I guess it's just that initial shock and surprise. Like, I'm not ready for this. Don't throw it in my face. Yeah, that's how I feel too. And I do the exact same thing you do is I push it off and push it off and push it off and push it <laughs> off. The problem I ran into was like, I was getting a lot of those like, hey, you should, do you want to convert to the new version of whatever the hell it is? And I, for my job, I was saying, no, 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 no. Then I took four weeks off of leave because we had a baby. I came back and all of those programs were like, we just did it for you. <laughs> and so the last week and a half coming back from work, not only am oh. I digging into hundreds and thousands of messages that I had missed when I was out of the office, but now I have to like interpret those in a brand new interface because I didn't want to update Outlook and now Outlook updated. And like, I tried to create meetings this week and like the way you create meetings is different. And so like, I screwed up all these meetings and everybody's mad at me. And then today for all of you wonderful followers that follow us on social media platforms, you see the clips that we put out there today, our software that we do that on changed. And I decided since like all this stuff was fresh and I was like pushing it off, pushing it off, pushing it off. When the captioning software today was like, do you want to convert? I said, you know what? I'm not going to be that old man that Dan just mentioned. I'm going to dive right in. I dove in and you know what? It's phenomenal. I really enjoy it quite a bit. So I'm turning over a new leaf here. I'm going to update everything when it says I should update it and just hop on with Gen Z, I guess. Is that what they do? I don't know. I don't want, I'm done being an old man. I guess that's what they do. Right. I, I always, I'm, I am, I'm the same way where I hold it off as long as I possibly can. Maybe wait till some bug fixes get worked out or like hear reviews of what people like and don't like. So I'm at least a bit more prepared, but diving right in head first is not a bad idea. It is yeah. just embrace it, get it over with, rip off the bandaid, right? That's what it Don't is. Don't let that little reminder pop up come up every time. Every time you log in or something, it's like, oh no, later. Remind me tomorrow. Remind mm -hmm. me tomorrow. Exactly. Or something like that. So embrace the change. All right. I'm yeah. Just rip that band-aid off. I'm down with it. It's gonna take some mental shifting and strategy, but this is I'm your year. Dan. This we can do it. We can do it together. <laughs> we have to do this together. Yes, I like it. Oh, wait, I have. 
the app store. I have that that number on the app store, right? That red bubble. And it's like always, I don't update that thing until it hits like in the 60s and six, 60s and 70s. I'm like, <laughs> oh, they're all ready. And all of my apps are ready. And then you just do a wholesale update. You can't use your phone for two days. Exactly. Exactly. So maybe I'm like, oh, one, I got another one. I'll do one tonight. Just set them on auto refresh. Yeah. And then I'll just be constantly keeping up. I won't even notice at that point. They'll just be moving and shaking, That's updating right. all the time. That's a way to be. Interesting. See if it works. <laughs> we'll give it a shot. Yeah. I know uh, Daniel Dudley, not here to share his... Uh, Thoughts and angers with the oh, he's not captioning happy. platform. Not happy with the changes. He's not happy at all. <laughs> oh well. Get his thoughts on that next week. <laughs> um, something I want to get off my chest this week, and I was going to say this for whenever we do our sports brunch for the month of March, but it's just too fresh and timely, and I think a lot of people can relate to this that aren't even necessarily sports fans. So I just have a, sh- a few thoughts to share. Uh, about the current ongoing MLB work stoppage. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, um, let's go. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a popular topic right now. You know, hockey and basketball are going on the mid- midst of their seasons and football's wrapped up. And the, you know, combines going up, but very popular topic right now is the MLB work stoppage. Um so like I said, just a few thoughts and I'll just start with two words. Uh nobody cares. Those are my two words. (laughs) Nobody cares. Uh, (laughs) Thank you for your applause. Now, I listen, I know this affects a lot of people like down to the workers and and things like that, not only in spring training and in stadiums like this is not okay. This is not I'm not talking to you. I understand you and I I get it. But this this is about the I want to talk about the game itself um, and just how long the schedule is. I feel like we've been complaining about baseball on this podcast ever since we started it six years and one week ago, right? <laughs> Chris, it's a rotating chest topic, yeah. if you will. Um, and so nobody, nobody should care that some games, some are being canceled so far. The uproar over two series being canceled yeah. is absolutely ridiculous. Okay, this is a good thing. Believe it or not, this will be a good thing for baseball. The season is way too long anyways. The game, the game of baseball itself is way too slow and uninteresting. If they have to cancel half the season to fix that stuff, more than worth it, right? (laughs) If they can fix the game of baseball and we lose half the season, nobody will care and people will be happy. So Start by shortening the season altogether. Let this be the new standard that, you know what? February's a little early for spring training. <laughs> you know, it's like spring. <laughs> That's a, this just popped. I don't think I've ever thought of this before, but like no other sport, like you start by having to travel to a completely different climate. <laughs> right. It's too early. It's it's too early. Spring tra- it's not spring in any climate in February. Ask Floridians <laughs> if it's spring in February. They're going to be like, "Hell no. We're still wearing jackets down here. It's 60. We're still wearing jackets down here." <laughs> that you're right. No other place has to completely change climates. They have to move how many out of 30 like 25 out of 30 teams. Go south with the birds. Get ready down there where it's warm and then come back. And then, oh, by the way, on opening day on April 5th or whatever, 
in about three cities, it's going to be snowing <laughs> and it's going to be on TV and people are going to be talking about it. And yeah. it's going to be ridiculous how cold it is to start April because that's the climate that we're all used to now. So figure it out. Don't bother us. And then like, you know, wake us up, roll us over when the NHL and NBA playoffs are over. And then maybe we'll pay attention to a little baseball. So just wanted to share some baseball thoughts. You know? I, I love your baseball thoughts. <laughs> I love your baseball thoughts. I um, I remember when the NHL last had a lockout. I think they shorted the se- shortened the season from like 82 games to like 48 games. And I remember that season so well and thinking like, this is how long the regular season should be. Yeah. And that regular season is half the length of baseball. Just nobody... <laughs> Nobody cares for 162 games. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. It is way too long. Um, I know there's some diehard baseball fans out there that would argue against it, but it, it's it's way, way too long. We're lengthening seasons in other sports like football that could use it. Nobody, everybody wants the opposite for baseball. Every, like everybody, everybody except like the the Red Sox and the Dodgers. But please <laughs> fix the game and then let us know in the summertime when we're ready to watch some baseball. Uh, well, Chris, that brings us into Brews day. Uh, let's throw it back to you. What are you, what are you sipping on today? I have a repeat today. Um, primarily because the weather here has been nicer. Yeah. Well, the weather uh, like, outside is weather. It's weather. <laughs> it is like high fifties, 60 ish, which is, it's big news in these parts in Balmy. Mar- the second day of March. Um, and I'm also getting quite excited to be in an even warmer climate for your bachelor party, Dan. And this is one of my favorite wa- uh, warm weather beers. This is the Raised Grain Citra IPA. It's just like, it's a summer beer, you know? Yeah. And I'm in that mood. So there were some other beers I could choose from, but I wanted to have this one because I'm in a springtime mood, but uh, since I don't have much to say about it, because I've already talked about this beer before, Dan, I have a question for you just about beer in general, because I was looking at my stash downstairs in the beer fridge yeah, and noticed that I've got some beer in the back, the corners and caves that's been back there for a while. I even noticed that I have some craft brews that I got last St. Patrick's day. Ooh. Okay. So coming up on a year Danger. and before I attempt cracking open any of those beers from the aficionado himself, I want to know, like, would they even be good at this point? That's a fantastic question. And it's all going to depend on what type of beer that you're looking at. Um, loggers age. Well, uh, okay. loggers you're, you're safe with, um, Stouts and porters, you're typically safe with as well. Now they can change in flavor a little bit depending on what's included in uh, the stout, in the adjuncts that they added to it. Sometimes you lose some of those dominant flavors. You know, if it's a stout with peanut butter and cinnamon, maybe those tend to uh, to lessen on the palate a little bit more, and you get more of a stout flavor. Um, so it is, it's all going to kind of depend on the beer. IPAs can be tricky. Um, if you're within a year, you're probably still pretty safe on IPAs. Um, things like sours, you're, 
and I know you're not a big sour guy, but just generally sours, not so good after mm-hmm. a long period of time. Um, you're kind of out of luck there. And it can range from brewery to brewery. Honestly, there's a local brewery in Pittsburgh here that cans, but they can, they don't necessarily advertise it super well, but it's short term. It's short life. And so if you don't drink it quickly, even a month, you could lose significant taste in the beer. Um, mm-hmm. So it can be dangerous, but I think you're safe. You're safer with your porters, your stouts, um, your lagers. You're, you're definitely safe with IPAs. You're, you should be fairly safe as well. So just be okay. a little caution when you, and listen for that. Yeah. That'll be a telltale sign too, a little bit. If you don't hear a good, clean, crisp, open, it could sound a little flat even. Uh, that could be a sign right away, but gotcha. Yeah. I have the one it's uh, I got it last year and I enjoyed it. It was hitchhiker did the, um, it was a stout. I think it was like a dry stout, which was, I remember us talking about it, how it was like, mm, right. like, the, like you don't, you think about, uh, like dry and almost bitter for an IPA, but this was a stout and it was the St. Patty's day thing. Um, and like, I still have it. Cause there's not a lot of opportunities to drink a beer like that. Like, why would I drink a beer like that? So I thought, right. well, I'll crack another one open on St. Patty's Day, but then I realized it's been a year. <laughs> so <laughs> I just want to make sure I don't then die. No, you should be safe. Ales, ales generally safe too. Like it's actually kind of kind of go into what I talked to. Yeah, like a like there's a lot of ales in the fall, pumpkin ales and things like that. Those actually uh, do pretty well. So you're talking about spring and get in the mood for warmer weather and you got a summer beer um it is the first week of march chris so i don't know what you're what you're aware that there is some other significance to the first week of march and that means we are six months away only six months away from the beginning of pumpkin spice season oh my that's God. right in the beginning of fall i hate to skip ahead I hate to skip ahead. No, you I don't. <laughs> you obviously don't because whatever you're drinking, don't lie. This now this breaks my protocol a little bit for <laughs> Brews Day. And since Daniel Dudley isn't here with us today, I felt like this is kind of a collaborative effort for us. I actually have a hard cider here. Wow. I have a hard cider and I'm not a big cider guy, but Blake's hard cider, apple lantern, roasted pumpkin hard cider <laughs> the can it's like that's it's halloween it is it was absolutely halloween it's march yes. dan yes i know i've had this probably since december and i've been like waiting for the right moment and it just hasn't felt right and then i'm like you know what we're just six six months away this is a perfect time to crack this open <laughs> give it a try i will be a hard judge on this if i need to be we've got apple cider roasted pumpkin and brown sugar it sounds delightful. Blake's does a nice job with cider, so I'm told. Oh, you haven't had it. I have not had this. That's oh. why I even saved the, the, the can crack open. Okay, because... I'm a little more into this. I'm a little more into this now that I know you haven't had it. I have not had this. So again, cider, it's not a seltzer. It's a cider. Um, <laughs> so let's give this a try here. Oh, he's sipping. First thing right away, it's like apple cider which I'm a huge fan of, by the way. It <laughs> is fan, brewed with it. Big fan, big fan. I am a huge fan of apple cider. Um, and like I said, it is brewed with apple cider. I did envision the pumpkin being a little light since that's kind of the, the secondary ingredient ingredient here. 
Yeah. And maybe it's over time. Oh, there's a little pumpkin. There she is. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Yummy. I hope people are watching this episode. (laughs) That was awesome. That just the aftertaste set in a little bit there and you get a little, little light pumpkin pumpkin little dance there, a little tango with the pumpkin and then that brown sugar. I mean, but it is, it's apple cider. It's uh, I could crush this thing. Holy cow. 6.5 would never guess it would absolutely never get. It's like a sparkling apple cider with a little bit of how you doing uh, on top. So, <laughs> Hey, again, not a cider guy, not a seltzer guy, but Blake's the apple lantern. Cheers to six months, ladies and gentlemen. Fall will be here before we know it, and the pumpkin spice will be back on the tables. So that's what I'm sipping on today. Well, cheers, Dan. (laughs) I don't know about the pumpkin spice, but right. Six months from now, it'll be football season, and that makes me happy. So I'll just there we go. You know, positive thoughts. Positive thoughts. Yeah. Well, where do you want to go? Where do you want to go on this menu? Let's get this group bar tab thing up. Let's see how this looks. So, All right. yeah, I saw this um, on Twitter and the caption for it was you and the squad have been out all day. Which bar tab is yours? And I mean, you and I and our, our other co-host Didi have certainly been out all day um, uh, together drinking. So I thought this was appropriate <clears throat> for us to try and dive into and just figure out like, yeah, what, what does stand out and what do you think would be closest to or exactly our bar tab? I'm curious, Dan, what do you think? Yeah, it, it, and it's difficult. You've got four items on each tab here. There are six tables. Okay. And this is to give credit. This is from the good people at the, uh, washed media podcast. So podcast, to podcast fam, appreciate you guys for getting this going around, but so we'll run down kind of what's on each tab real quick, and then let's give some thoughts, immediate reaction. Uh, for sure. Table one. And as you're listening, think about where you might fall in line here. Mimosa, light beer, a hurricane, and a vodka Red Bull. Table two, Bloody Mary, IPA, pina colada, and a Vegas bomb. Table three is a tequila sunrise, a hard seltzer, a mojito, and an espresso martini. (laughs) Table four, a michelada, wine, margarita and a jaeger bomb they're not messing around with the shots on this jesus <laughs> table five a screwdriver hard lemonade a mai tai and a long island iced tea and to wrap it up table six an irish coffee a hard cider a bahama mama and a ford loco so <laughs> chris this was really difficult for me because the fourth line on each one of these is yeah. the is the huge curveball? Oh yeah, I could see us at a good amount of these tables. I mean, start <laughs> with the first one: mimosa, light beer, hurricane. Yeah, could certainly see that happen. Vodka Red Bull. As a mid thirty year old, that's off the menu. It's off the list. Sorry, it's not happening. Bachelor party or not, get vodka Red Bull out of my face. <laughs> like that's. That's what throws me off with a lot of these is just like, oh yeah, that, oh no, that, that last one is going to be, it's going to be tough for the brunch breakdown sitting around a table. So, I mean, what were your initial thoughts? That's interesting. You're kind of making me rethink this now because 
I guess I was looking at this thinking of like maybe a few years younger version of ourselves. <laughs> and you're that maybe sure that'd be the way we think about it, honestly. Yeah. Cause like when I went through this, I was looking at those fourth lines and I was like, Vodka Rebel, yeah, that would have happened. Uh Vegas bombs, like Didi would buy Vegas bombs all the time. Yes. Uh Jaeger bombs. I would buy Jaeger bombs all the time. Long Island iced tea for sure. Four loco. We all would drink four loco. Yeah. So uh yeah, maybe I don't know what version of ourselves we should be looking at this as, <laughs> but it's funny you said those fourth liners because those all definitely stood out to me. Um, I feel like each one of these tabs though has potential. Like each one of them has potential. Mm-hmm. I uh I there's some things I don't know about you guys. Like, do you or Dan enjoy Bloody Mary? You do you or Dee Dee enjoy Bloody Marys? I had the same note because I don't, I don't think. I, from what I could remember, neither of you two do either. I don't think he does. I mm. could be wrong, but I thought I had a memory like it's something people I, I want to be able to enjoy, but I don't, I just can't, I just can't get over that thing. So that's a, that's a big one. Cause I looked at table two there too. I thought bloody Mary, if one person liked that IPA check, pina colada check, Vegas bomb. Sure. DD right. rounded out five years ago. Definitely. But- <laughs> right. That one, that one's a big curveball in it too. The Bloody Mary. I don't know if anybody would actually like that. Yeah, I, uh, I yeah, because I'm not a fan. So I, I think that that's like kind of rules out table two for me. Yeah. Um, table one, it's just like I don't think we would ever have hurricanes and vodka Red Bulls in the same table. Like we <laughs> right. might have, we might have one of them. I don't know about two. Um. So I guess I'm kind of gravitating towards table five because screwdriver is like that start of the day, Mm -hmm. orange juice, vodka, like get your day started. Hard lemonade. We've discussed it enough on this podcast. Like we are good. We're ready to get down with, uh, what's it called? Um, what's the, uh, Oh, the truly, the truly hard lemonade. Yeah. Not, not truly the, um, simply. Simply, I was That's thinking it. truly too. We're so we're down with simply, and I think we're ready for that. Um, love a good Long Island iced tea, and who doesn't want a Mai Tai? Like I, so I, yeah. I, I feel like I'm just like that lineup. It just sounds like from the start of the day to the end of the day, I that that seems right to me. I totally forgot about the simply lemonade because I think hard lemonade on there, and I'm thinking like old school hard lemonades, like mics or whatever and i'm like no no one's ordering that anymore <laughs> but the game has changed yeah with it what a hard lemonade really is whether it's a you know, seltzer what it there a hard lemonade has changed i like your pick with table five you're right it's a good way to start the day screwdriver and then you had the mai tai and nobody dislikes a long island mm-hmm. that's that's for sure i like that you know, I went, I looked at table three, two, which is tequila sunrise, a hard seltzer, a mojito and an espresso martini. Again, first three, boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Most certainly easy. Our, our squad as is quoted it as is not ordering an espresso martini. I don't just, think I'm even, I'm even sure what that is. I'm sure it's delicious. I'm sure it really is, but it's more of a dessert drink. Yeah, it just sounds like you two know? opposing two opposing things. I right. So I can't see us buying that. No. So that can't work. Table four, the Michelada, that's basically the Bloody Mary's, you know, 
second cousin. It's basically same ingredients. They use it. They add, there's beer involved with it. Or none of us are drinking wine on a night out, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. It ain't happening. But the thing that stinks is they threw the marg in there. They threw the margarita in there and they knew we wanted it. Yeah. They know we love the margarita and they threw that in with the Jaeger bomb. And it's yeah. like, because mm, that's, that's where we gravitate. Yeah. That's where we gravitate. So that's out. It's out. And then table six, Irish coffee. This one, maybe a couple of years ago, wouldn't be so far off. Irish coffee, you start the day. Hard cider, lighten things up to get it going. Bahama Mama, everybody loves those. And then a four loco to cap off your wild evening. Maybe a decade ago could yeah. certainly be. It sounds like, uh, what, what what year is it? It sounds like a good 2012 in Ocean City, Maryland. Yeah. That's what yes. it sounds like. <laughs> right? It's from start to finish. From start to finish, that could work. Full day menu. Yeah. Right. There, I love it. I think, I think I'm with you here, though. Table five, with how hard lemonade has changed, yeah. Everything else lines up. I'm glad you brought that to the forefront or else I'd have been throwing my arms up going, I, I don't know. Cause one of these, one thing on these tabs doesn't fit, but <laughs> table five, I think would be our winner. Table five is the winner for sure. We need to do that at your bachelor party and get the uh, feel for the rest of the group. I'd be very interested to hear what other people at your bachelor party think. Yes, most certainly. Let's add that to the agenda. I like Absolutely. <laughs> What's next, Dan? Uh, what do you want to hit? You want to hit this house thing or you wanted to jump into brunch court? You know what? Since we're, we got about 15 minutes left, let's save the house. I know that that's one that Didi was, yeah. was pretty excited to talk about. Um, he's going to be pissed he didn't get to do the bar tab. So let's, we'll give him the right. house one and uh, we can go into brunch court. Okay, that works. Because I knew with the topics we had left, he was going to feel be maybe a little angry either way. So maybe less <laughs> angry with brunch court and yeah. maybe we'll have to recap uh, one of those for him. We'll save our house topic for uh, another week. So three items on brunch court today that we're going to try to get in. We're going to start it. We're going to keep it in the beverage category, Chris. Uh, we've done Pepsi a lot on brunch court and they are introducing nitro Pepsi draft cola. Uh, this is available out March 28th. So we're just a couple of weeks away, uh, available in two flavors, uh, traditional cola and vanilla cola. And of course it's nitrogen infused cola. It looks like it's in a 16 ounce can as most nitro beers are. Um, I think the can art is for anybody not seeing this, it's beautiful as somebody that like loves this stuff and kind of does the graphic stuff for a living. This is beautiful can art for what they're trying to hit with this demo. Um, so, of course, it's like a nitro beer, but they're putting it, they're using nitro in cola instead. So, very interesting concept here, Chris. What are your thoughts with nitro Pepsi? I don't think I understand what nitro adds to my experience with Pepsi. Can you, can you, because I don't even think with beers, I'm 100% sure like what it adds okay so yeah using nitrogen gas obviously and it changes uh, the complexity and what nitrogen gas does it gives you much smaller uh, bubbles uh, kind of that carbonation bubble they're much 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 smaller that you can't nece necessarily feel them like you know popping on your tongue as you're uh drinking a carbonated beverage whatever mm. it, whatever it might be a pepsi or a, a, a beer for so for a nitro something on nitro it's much 
smoother. It's kind of velvety, almost a little silky, if you will. Mm. Now, nitro is without a doubt best on draft. And if you've ever seen a nitro on draft, the draft system itself and the tap it comes out of is actually different than a regular tap. It's a little longer and it's got a point on it and they actually pour the beer differently. They don't use the tilt. You don't tilt a nitro style. You want that thing to hit the glass and fill all the way up. And then you see that head start to form with those bubbles comes up and it creates this almost creamy head at the top of it. That's in a beer. I assume it's going to be pretty close in style with a Pepsi and it's going to be maybe a little creamier, a little smoother, still carbonated, but not as bubbly. So that's what kind of I envision how this tasting. Interesting. That sounds like I'm not a big fan of the, I remember when they did like vanilla Coke and stuff like that was not a big fan, but like, I feel like that, that sounds like it would pair pretty well with this, just like overall tasting smoother. So I don't know that this is for me, but I, like, I feel like the concept makes a lot of sense. I do too. And I almost kind of wonder why it took so long. Uh, maybe getting the technology right, maybe getting mass canning done on it right. I mean, Guinness does it. They're the first you know, to, to do it. And I think this could be, I really think this could be good. I'm going to have to try to get my hands on one of these. I'm not a Pepsi or Cola drink, drink either, pop drinker either. But the vanilla one, I think because it's already a little creamier and smoother, I think vanilla could be really, really interesting. Um, they are sell- selling these in single cans and four packs. So Nitro Pepsi coming your way March 28th. Maybe, maybe a future live taste test will be involved with that. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> See what we can do. Um, I don't know what else to say about this next one. We're just going to talk jelly beans. We're going to talk. We're going to talk jelly beans. Um, why not? Yeah. Why not? We're going into, you know, Easter season. And so the good folks at Brock's who are the dominant maker of jelly beans in the United States have come out with a, and if you don't have the visual in front of you and the shock and awe isn't there yet, just please listen closely. Late night taco truck jelly beans. You did not skip ahead in your episode. I did say late night taco truck jelly beans. And there are six flavors, different flavors in this jelly bean pack. And I will list them. Margarita, churro, salsa, guacamole, beef taco, and horchata. This is not a joke, ladies and gentlemen. This is not a joke. These are real. So yes, it's you probably shouldn't be eating these in the handful. Let's make a make make a disclaimer right now. Don't eat these in the handful. You eat these individually because some are sweet and some are certainly not. Um, Chris, before I get your thoughts here, I want to give you a review of some of these from somebody that my source has had these. Oh, we have sources on brunch court now. We have sources of somebody <laughs> that has tasted these just to give you an idea because judging it on the surface is one thing, but now somebody that has tasted it and give us a, a little bit more of a breakdown. I want to, I want to give you that before you give your answer. Okay. Um, so the green one, which is guacamole said, tastes like cilantro. That's bad. That's already <laughs> a bad sign. <laughs> Um, the margarita was good. It was sweet and limey. Favorite flavor was the margarita. Yeah. Uh, horchata tasted like sweet cinnamon. 
The salsa is really bad. It's it, it was a combination of spicy and tomato. And maybe just in a jelly bean form that doesn't work, which is why they've never done it in the jelly bean form until now. <laughs> um, the churro is kind of a muted cinnamon flavor. And then the beef is like a meaty, sweet jelly bean. <laughs> which is not probably what you wanted it to taste like. So knowing all that in general and flavor by flavor, your immediate thoughts on the late night taco truck jelly beans. Number one, I promise you, nobody has ever said the words meaty, sweet jelly bean on a podcast before. I promise (laughs) you history. (laughs) I promise you that's never been said before. Meaty, sweet jelly bean needs to be on a t-shirt by the time we record next. It has to be. Okay. Number two, who's to say that, these aren't designed to eat all of them at the same time, like you're eating a taco. Okay. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Maybe you maybe just put the margarita ones to the side and you just like shoot those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But maybe it also balances out the meaty sweetness and the limey zest. I don't, I don't know. That's a that's a fair point. I don't know if that's maybe they should be. Maybe they're complimentary on the palate. I don't know. Uh, yeah. but at the end of the day, this is horse shit. I don't like this. <laughs> I think this is a terrible idea. And I think I would, I would buy it to try it. So Brock's knows what they're doing, but I think this is, I'm glad we have, we need, we should have sources more often on brunch court. I think it's fantastic that we have an unnamed source. Um, but, uh, no, I don't like this at all. Yeah. Much rather it be an unnamed source tasting trash like this rather than me tasting a, a mystery pop tart well, on the air. That's also fun. That's it's, it's fun it's for content. Me. <laughs> um, I'll try to keep my eyes out for these as well. Um, I will, even though I'll try one of each and then throw the bag away. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe I'll pull out the margarita since that seems you to know, be like people buy player. that people buy that jelly belly game where they're like turn in yeah. like you have to eat boogers, right? People love this shit for some reason. Yeah, they do. I, I my family likes, I bring brunch court off the podcast into whenever I have a family dinner with my family, my nieces and nephews love them. Some brunch court style, uh, sampling they do. And this will go over wildly. So I'm bringing that to their table as well. So it's not just me and I don't have to waste the entire bag. Is this this, uh, who, like you traditionally would say, Chris, who asked for this? Who wanted this? This is not a good idea. Jelly beans, stay in your lane. There are millions of other flavors you can go after. We don't need taco truck jelly beans. Nevertheless, if I can find them, I'll try them. (laughs) We'll send it back to Daniel Dudley. Maybe we'll just do that. There are some of these ones where it's like, I say no, and I will never try it, but I would try them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's too fascinating yeah. not to, right? Yeah. The novelty. Um, the last item up in brunch court <laughs> is specifically for you, Chris. Now, full disclosure on this one as well. This has actually been out for a while, but I just stumbled onto this. I don't know how this didn't come up in brunch court in the past. But apparently these have been out, these were out last year and are being potentially reintroduced again. And for those that you that aren't seeing them, these are from the makers of Johnsonville Sausage. Mm-hmm. Johnsonville Sausage Strips. And it's basically sausage in the shape of bacon. The strips look like bacon strips, but it's like just flattened down sausage and of course it comes in original 
maple, spicy, and smoked chorizo. And as somebody that like has this love hate relationship with bacon, because some, you know, some people like it crunchy and over, you know, burnt and some people like a chewy and I'm like a more of a middle ground. And it's hard for me to always find that. I feel like I can never order in a restaurant because it's a gamble, but I do, I go with sausage most of the time. This is kind of the best of both worlds, but you're the, I mean, you're on, you're on like the bacon court. Chris, so I have to go to you and I need I need initial thoughts here because sausage bacon coming together in one. I'm all over this. I am all oh. over I'm all over each and every one of these. I I will try them. I'm sure that I will like them. And like sausage these days is more of like a concept than it is a real thing anymore. Like yeah. you there's anything sausage. And so the fact that now we have sausage strips it doesn't even phase me because there's so many other sausage things that it's just like, yeah, sure. Why wouldn't there be sausage strips? So um, I'm, I am all in, I'm all in. Thank you, Johnsonville. Yes. Uh, and the shape, the, the uniqueness to the shape, I find instances where, you know, I want sausage in some dish, but like the link or the, you know, little small hockey patty doesn't get the doesn't get it done right it doesn't get it done and now this changes the breakfast sandwich it really does oh yeah oh yeah um i love how it comes in all these flavors they have to work on mastering the turkey that's the next thing they got to work on mastering the the turkey sausage if they that's not already in the works but i'm glad you love this i i love this too the chorizo i'm really all about too. give me a smoked chorizo Mm-hmm. Sausage strip. Wow. Okay. This is fascinating. I wasn't sure you were either going to be offended or all in, and you're all in the pool. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I'm all in, man. I, uh, hey, if it's going to help up the brunch game, let's go. Like, yes. I'm all for it. This changes brunch menus everywhere. It does. It gentlemen. does. So thank you. Thank you. Thank Johnson you, Johnsonville. Bill. <laughs> <laughs> what a fascinating brunch court. Fascinating that was good. brunch court. <laughs> Some good ones there. Um, well, let's get into it, Chris. Uh, what we're listening to, playlists we'll put together each week. Uh, we'll throw it over to you first. What's uh, what's in your earbuds this week? Um, Mom Jeans, the band, that's right, the band named Mom Jeans, put out a new album called Sweet Tooth. There is a song in this. First of all, the entire album is fantastic. So listen to Sweet Tooth. Mom Jeans has like this, man, their sound is so cool. They're, they're kind of in that like punkish type of, genre but they're so different than so many bands in that genre these days um they they have they have energy they have pace to their songs but like they'll go through these runs on the guitar that you're just like not expecting in the middle of a verse it's just they're so good there's a song called hippo in the water that i absolutely love because of its catchiness and because there are brass instruments in it i'm a very big fan oh okay the native the native scoff well we're both ska fans uh so we're gonna go with hippo in the water from mom jeans this week i'm digging that all right excited to hear that uh first one up for me uh, a little collab a couple collab actions going on for me this week but kygo and the return of dnce joe jonas's group came out with a song called dancing feet it's already it's been out for a few days and it's already jumping on the radio quickly and catching fire had to add it to the playlist uh it's super dancey super catchy it's on the wedding playlist already 
it, it got the golden ticket to Hollywood. It went straight to Hollywood with this song. Uh, great to hear from DNC again, because I know the Jonas Brothers are still doing uh, their thing. But this is a great collab. Kygo, anybody he works with seems to be amazing. So dancing feet from Kygo and DNCE. Nice. Uh, Katie asked me the other day if Dan has a do not playlist. And I said, I'm pretty sure he does. <laughs> we're actually, we were just asked that uh, very same question earlier this week. And uh, the playlist is long and the do not playlist is, is currently being constructed. I can tell you there's an entire category on it. Uh, but working on some other individual tunes. So yes, there will certainly be a do not playlist. I had a feeling. <laughs> I was like, Dan hasn't specifically mentioned it, but he's also pretty particular about his music. So I think That's there's probably going <laughs> to be one. Um, all right. My second song is from this dude. His name is Russ. And like, he may be super popular to other people. I just discovered him because of TikTok, to be honest with you. Um, he has this song called Handsomer and the the hook of it, says, I know I'm fly, but the money makes me handsomer. And he put out the hook on TikTok. And like, I don't know if you've seen these, the, how like some artists do this on TikTok, but they'll do like an open verse challenge. Well, they'll like play their chorus and then the verse, they'll just have the beat. They'll strip their words out of it and then have invite other people to like drop a verse on top of it. Mm -hmm. And like, it just went crazy on TikTok. All these people dropping you know their their own uh lyrics on top of his song which was fun to listen to but like his song is legit so i want to put handsomer from russ on the playlist this week tiktok sending you to good music who knew who would have thought yeah that's amazing to hear that like the the almost the guest verses were so good but then you realize the original is that much better but just it just elevates it yeah. Right at that point, it just elevates the original song, so that's yeah, cool. Yeah, it's awesome. That's cool. Uh, second collab for me is from our girl Avril Lavigne. Her brand new album, Love Sucks, came out last week. Um, and the song I'm going to put on the playlist is her song with Mark Hoppus, which is called All I Wanted. Um, and it's just great to hear Mark Hoppus, period. Right? Um, and 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 it's like these two you know, Royals of the early 2000s pop punk era coming together is just even more incredible. And again, the whole album is great. You've, you've heard a bunch of the singles that have been on the radio already for a couple of weeks, but uh, check out the rest of the album and we'll throw on All I Wanted from Avril Lavigne and Mark Hoppus this week. I like that. I uh, dove down a wormhole on the internet <clears throat> a few days ago about like the conspiracy theory about how Avril Lavigne <laughs> is not the same person that she right. started with. And I've done that with Andrew WK too. I've fallen yeah. down that wormhole. And like, now I believe it's true. So <laughs> <laughs> conspiracy theories. No, I don't believe any of like the serious ones that have ramifications, but I'm like, Andrew WK is a different guy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. This is just my, my duty uh, to make sure that every time Beba Doobie is mentioned on a song, uh, that song gets put on the playlist Cave Town put out a song called Fall in Love with a Girl featuring Biba Doobie. And when I was listening to it, I was like, this has legit like potential slow dance at Dan's wedding vibes. I like the song a lot. So um, because you fell in love with a girl, now you're getting married. Look at that. Shout out to Biba That's Doobie. true. I, I love that. I love that reference. I love Biba Doobie. We love Biba Doobie. I cannot wait to see her live finally 
we're going to be able to see her at Coachella this year. There have been a couple of times I was supposed to see her because of things, concerts getting canceled or rescheduled. It will finally happen. And I will shout her the brunch breakdown love. Yeah. You we need there. to make her like a B because I remember the first time Biba Doobie was mentioned. The episode was Biba Doobie brunch. You're correct. <laughs> you and Didi need to like get a t-shirt made that says Biba Doobie brunch and try and get it to her at Coachella. We will do it. We will do it. I, I like that. <laughs> we'll take on that mission. Um, last one for me is from Royal and the Serpent. I, I put her on quite a bit recently, honestly. And I've been, there's been a song of hers. I've been trying to get on the playlist for a couple of weeks and haven't had a chance to, because it was off her EP that came out a couple of weeks ago, uh, called if I died, would anyone care? And when I, you know, overwhelmed was her first single that came out and I thought I really liked this. And then we start to hear a little bit more and now she's featured on that ABCDFU song with Gail. And, and now we're starting to get a bigger picture of what Royal and the Serpent and her sound is is like and what it's going to be like. And it's it's amazing. I've been really pleasantly surprised of what I've been able to hear uh, from the music she put out. And the song I'll put on is called Better. And this song has a little bit more of a different, it's a little, it's a little rock, a little more rock-like, a little pop punk, even, especially lyrically. It could, it's a pop punk song, no doubt. And it embraces those, embraces those elements throughout the song. Um and I love it. I've been really impressed with the work that she's been put out. It's a great EP. Uh, so better from Royal and the Serpent. Nice. Like and of course, it. Jordan Sparks. We're going to throw on Jordan Sparks <laughs> yeah, that, as we continue to. This this past week, I forgot that we were still putting Jordan Sparks on the playlist. And so it just like, I remembered the songs we talked about. And then like <laughs> that came up. I just was totally thrown off. Yeah. But I'm here for it. We're getting into deeper and deeper cuts. So just be prepared that there will be Jordan Sparks on there for the long haul until yeah, we can get her to do a cameo. We said we said we were going to do it for the rest of the year. So are there 52 deep cuts from Jordan Sparks? Tune I don't, yeah, there, she has a she has a good Christmas album. So if we can get to like November on deep cuts, we'll be we'll make it through. Maybe yeah, yeah early November. We got plenty of Christmas to get through at that point. You know, well, she's, we still be, she said she's not doing cameos because she's in the studio. So. Jordan, we got to get that music out. <laughs> we got to we gotta get that music out because we need it. We also need that cameo all at the same time. That's so right. That's right. Working on making all of that happen. <laughs> well, that was a brunch breakdown, Chris. Yeah. Nice work. A wonderful episode. Uh-huh. A we've myriad of topics, like you said. And we've done this before, you and I. That's right. Experts, 256 episodes of the Chris and Dan podcast. And to Didi's chagrin, we didn't talk one lick about pit football. We told him that's what we we're going to do. Take over the episode, talk a little pit, pit football, a little spring football that's right. action. And he was not going to listen. Yeah. Uh, so unfortunately for him, we'll have to save that for next week. We're going to have to save it for <laughs> next week. And I'm sure he'll be excited to talk about it. But Dan, this was a Narduzzi of an episode. Oh, that was lovely. That was <laughs> lovely. He'll, he'll appreciate that most especially. Uh, well, this was fun, my friend. Hope everybody enjoyed listening. Uh, We'll be back again, same bat time, same bat channel next week. And uh, as for the brunch breakdown, for Chris Gates, for your boy Steel City Dan, we're out.